Hey, my name is Russ, and you're listening to the Russ Rants Podcast. To show about a lot of nothing, and yet a whole lot of something at the same time, could be about what generally infuriates me, current events, or just whatever comes to the top of my head. Either way, I am excited that you're here with us, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get on to the rant. Vegas, baby. I went to Vegas, and I promised that I'd come back and talk a little bit about my experiences there. And, um, you know, at first I was going to talk about, because, you know, it's funny, when we were in Vegas, uh, Avengers Endgame came out, was released officially, was super psyched, was actually going to watch it in Vegas, it just didn't work out. And then I thought, you know what, I can't talk about Endgame right now in as much detail as maybe I'd like to. And you guys can let me know, if you're not really big into discussing movies, um, that's cool. I can pass. I'm not actually a movie aficionado. In our uh, previous, uh, in a previous podcast that I was involved in called Wonder Tilt, still a member. It's still an active podcast. We just take breaks whenever we can't get together indefinitely. But uh, in that Wonder Tilt podcast, my good friends Dave and Cloud, um, I would say both are better movie reviewers than I am. So I wouldn't be giving it a review. Uh, I wouldn't even be giving it a very colorful review. You'd, you'd probably just hear me talk a lot about um, a lot of the plot, what I thought of it, and what I felt like. So if that's just boring to you, don't worry. Let me know. Um, don't have to do it. Uh, it was just something that if it lined up to do Vegas and Avengers Endgame at the same time, then sweet just. But let's go to the main topic at hand for today's podcast. Why am I going to talk about Vegas? Why? Um, I mentioned it last week. Um that I don't travel at all. And you know what? Pola and I decided to get married young and have children young. And so when you do that, there are certain challenges. I'm not going to say it's impossible because I know many of you awesome parents out there, um, you, you travel with your kids and you make it work. You, you plan enough, you plan ahead, and you get it done. Um, I would like to say that Pola and I are that ambitious but we're not that ambitious. We we don't. Are you kidding? We're not taking any of our kids on planes right now. Uh, maybe if the right opportunity came up. But we. So when we got married young, um, we didn't do a lot of traveling. Um, and then we had our first kid two years later, and you know, popped him out every few years after that. So we're at up to three right now. So we don't travel, and I am pretty uncultured. Uh, one of the nicest places I talked about it last week was uh, probably the only farthest place I've ever been to was Belize, and if you did not hear that previous podcast, you can hear it on any major podcast platform. Uh, just search up Russ Rants, as you've probably done so here, and you can see it. It says, uh, Quiet, I'm Trying to Enjoy, and that's episode 10, and I talk about some experiences there that I had in Belize. But I got to go to Vegas for a business trip. Didn't know what to expect, uh, because, you know, the, the nice thing was is uh, for this trip to Vegas... I kind of had this business trip as a buffer. Uh, we we were invited. To, I was invited to to be a part of a four man crew to go to this big expo for the industry that I work in, and it was it was nice because it wasn't the pressure to sightsee. It wasn't pressure to make the most out of our trip, uh, pleasure wise in Vegas. It was if we have time to sightsee, do it. And if you can't, well, you know, we're not here to sightsee. We're here to, to go to this expo and, and research about our industry. So that was actually really nice because I had gotten so much advice. If you say Vegas to anybody, it could be even a total stranger. Uh, 
chances are one out of maybe I'd say four people would say that A, they've been there, B, that they loved it, and C, some of the main stuff you got to do. Like they would tell you, oh, you got to go to some shows, man, some shows, fantastic. You know, like they've got the Backstreet Boys there. They just left, by the way. They ended their um, occupancy there. Or you got to go to David Copperfield or Chris Angel uh, or, you, you know, you got to go to any of these musicians or these, you know, these magic shows, whatever. You got to go to shows. And then you get other people saying that the clubs are the best. You know, you got to go to this club or this club. Or it's really cool. And then there's the other people like my dad who, you know, you got to see, you got to see the landmarks. You got to go sightseeing. You got to, well, you got to, you know, go inside the big temple. I can't remember what it's called. Luxor. Sure. Let's go with Luxor, Luxor, whatever. Uh, you you got to go see the big stuff. You got to go see the Eiffel Tower of Vegas, you know, all that fun stuff. Right. So before this trip had even happened, before I'd even boarded the plane, I felt such pressure, even though we were going to this business expo, this business trip, I still felt pressure to, to, to kind of enjoy Vegas as much as I could because I knew that when I got back, people would ask me, so how'd you like Vegas? What was your favorite part? And I knew I had to have an answer for them. Otherwise, they're going to be like, oh, well, you kind of kind of wasted the trip, right? And I didn't want to waste the trip. So Vegas. So we flew in Tuesday night, uh, and it was probably better that way. We had a lot of time to kind of settle in. Boy, was it hot in Vegas. Boy, oh boy. Um, we, I live in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and the weather here is not Vegas. It's, uh, it's pretty sporadic. I would say that it leans far more on the side of being cold than being uh, enjoyably warm. Whereas Vegas is hot, hot, hot. It was now I'm, we do Celsius in Canada, so it was it was no cooler than 28 degrees. The hottest day I think was 36. So it was roasting. So you get off the plane, and you, you know I I'd come from I think it was like five or 10 degrees in Calgary. You know boarding the plane, four hour flight. You get off or three hour flight and get off, and all of a sudden the heat just hits you in the face. And away we went, and we went we went to the airport, got a taxi. Typically, we'd Uber, but this was a special situation where we needed a taxi. And we stayed in the hotel called the Mandalay Bay. Pretty dang nice, I guess. But the thing that I first noticed, okay, so the, the drive through from the airport to Mandalay Bay was okay. Like, it was just, I'm trying to take it all in. I'm, I'm looking, and I see the big pyramid, Luxor, and I see the, you know, the Sphinx. I see the castle hotel. I don't remember what it's called. You know, you see all these big, big uh, things already in Vegas on your way there, but it was just flashes. So I was like, nope, don't have to take that in. Don't have to try to enjoy it. That that day is coming. We got a few days here in Vegas. So, you know, the drive there was uneventful. You get into Mandalay Bay, this big hotel. We're checking in. And the first thing that struck my notice was the smell. Now, did it smell bad? No, it did not smell bad. Did it smell good? No, it did not smell good. What did it smell like? It it's hard to if you've been to Vegas, you're gonna know. I'm hoping I can describe this as best I can for you. When you walk into a hotel that is connected by an entryway or a hallway with a casino in Nevada, it is legal to smoke on the casino floor. Now I'm not n- knocking smokers, not at all. That is not what this. This is not a. This is not a time to rag on the smokers. That is not my intention. But it does give off a smell. Uh, because it is called a smoke. It smells. It does. You ask anybody, okay? And that smell is mixed with the odors that the hotel blends in to try to make it smell less smoky. 
And then you've got, I don't know, you've got a bunch of people coming in and out. There's different aromas, colognes, perfumes. And it just like, it, it as soon as it struck my nose, I was like, they, someone has taken all these smells and just like kind of mixed them and squeezed them together. And then it became one synonymous entity. It became one odor that was not quite one of one thing, but not quite, you know, everything at the same time. It was so weird. So that struck my nose. And then looking around this hotel is where we stayed, right? The Mandalay Bay. You know, you, you, it looks so posh and fancy. And yet at the same time, like they, I mean, I don't, I'm not very good at describing like rooms or anything like that. But it was like crown molding. Um, there was a lot of like regal pillars in the hotel. The floors were nice and shiny. I don't think it was marble, but it, you know, it was, it was a nice look. Everything was either like gold uh, or chrome in this particular hotel. The counters were very nice. Uh, but at the same time, if you inspected it closer, some things looked cheap. It actually might have embodied what Vegas was. Is It looked really fancy, but then as you like, got up close to it, it, it looked like a lot older, like the gold pillars or columns. They look fancy from afar, but the closer you get, you're like, ooh, I don't think these have been like updated in, in decades. You know what I mean? And so that was interesting. So we unpacked our stuff in the Mandalay Bay. And since we had a free night, the, the expo wasn't until the next day, until Wednesday. We decided uh, with my, my good friend Chris, he and his family love the Vegas Golden Knights hockey team in the NHL. Uh, and if you don't care or know anything about hockey, that's okay. Just bear with me. It's kind of cool. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, were not a hockey team two years ago. And last year was their first ever season in the NHL. And they did so well that the Vegas Golden Knights actually made it to the Stanley Cup Finals, which is the NHL championships. Crazy. For a franchise team, they, they went all the way to the finals in their first year. The city of Vegas bought in. Nevada was on board, and it has, like, exploded marketing-wise. It's crazy. Like, everywhere in Vegas, I bet you two years ago, didn't care at all about hockey. But walking around, and, I mean, I care about hockey. I'm a Calgary Flames fan in Calgary. Save your booze for yourself. No one cares. And I can't hear you because it's my podcast. But, uh, but you know, I care about hockey. And one of the first things I notice is how big of a merchandise thing it's become now. Like, any, every gift shop, every novelty store had a Vegas jersey or a Vegas hat or a Vegas shirt for the Golden Knights. That's their name. Crazy. So my buddy Chris, his family's passionate about the Vegas Golden Knights. He really liked the, the story of the Vegas Golden Knights being the outcasts and being the new team and taking the people from other teams. It's called a fantasy, or not a fantasy draft. It's called an expansion expansion draft. And, you know, they took all the players that other teams were willing to give up to form this team, and this team just banded together so well, and it conquered all the odds and made it to the Stanley Cup final. You know, Chris bought in. He and his kids, they love that. So he's like, you know what, guys? Tonight is game seven of the, of the Stanley Cup playoffs for the championship. This is the first round, um, quarterfinals. And you know what? They're, it's Game 7. Vegas is playing a team called the San Jose Sharks. They're not in Vegas tonight. They're in San Jose. But they're having a really huge, like, viewing party. They got to have a viewing party somewhere. Like, they're going to celebrate this. It's Vegas. They're going to, you know, merchandise the crap out of this. You know, tourists the, tra you know, crap out of this. And so we walked on the Strip at first, but not too much of the Strip. We'll get to that in a bit. But we, we walked around, and we found 
T-Mobile Arena. Now, that sounds hilarious because you're like, you found an arena, really? You just stumble, oh, look, an arena on the ground, and you picked it up? No, it, it, it's, it's freaking huge. But it was not too far away, maybe about 15 to, I don't know, probably about 30 minutes away from our hotel. But we found it. And, uh, you know, we ate supper really quickly at a restaurant, kept walking, finally found the, the arena. And there was tons of people there, guys. And if you looked at my Instagram or Twitter feed, uh, you would have seen some footage from the viewing party. I, I, I'm not a good numbers guy, but I would have to say that maybe two to 3,000 people were in this big plaza right in front of the arena, T-Mobile Arena. Uh, they call the Vegas Golden Knights Stadium the Fortress. Very cool. So we were right in front of the Fortress. They had, like, these big screens, like, big TV screens, uh, projector screens for the audience to watch. They had, like, merchandise trucks on each side. They had food vendors. They had beer trucks. It was crazy. It was such a party. They're, they Vegas does it right. I mean, they, you can even accuse them, well, they're not true hockey fans. They're just bandwagon fans. I don't think it matters. Vegas will do anything right if it's a celebration and it has showmanship in it. Vegas will do it right. And so to props to Vegas. While we were there, it was so much fun. They had, like, intermission performances of, like, their drumline people. I don't know what to call them. They are just marching band drummers that did really cool stuff. Uh, they just... Yeah, they had MCs that were pumping up the crowd. Really cool experience. That was night one. Unfortunately, the Vegas Golden Knights lost. Uh, that was unfortunate, but the overall experience was so cool to see a city buy into a team that they'd only had for, you know, two years. So super-duper cool. So Vegas was awesome, but, you know, you don't want to hear me rabble on about every little experience I had about Vegas. I had something I wanted to say, as typically is what the Russ Rants podcast is about because it's not – Hopefully ever about nothing. Maybe I'll have an off day where it, it's going to be a little bit more chill. But, you know, in these cases, especially today, I'm exhausted. It's been a long week. That's why there's a delay with the podcast. Uh, but I want to say something about Vegas. Okay. Wow. Man, you got to focus, focus, Russ, focus. So, you know, the expo was good. You don't need to know about that. It was, it was pertaining to my industry. A lot of education was there. Learned a lot. Was inspired. Um, met a lot of cool contacts that our company uses on a day-to-day -day basis. It was really good. It was really good to put my industry, you know, at the forefront and see how big it was, the potential, the opportunities. That's healthy. That's healthy for anyone to learn. So I'm really, really grateful, again, for my company for sending me. It was not wasted. Took lots of notes. Uh, asked lots of questions. It was great. Afterwards was always downtime, so we were probably finished the expo around 5, 6 p.m., and uh, we, would, we would make the most of it. We'd have supper, and then we'd go right out on the strip. That was the first thing we wanted to do some sightseeing and walk, but we didn't have a car. We didn't want to Uber everywhere, so we started at Mandalay Bay. They had a courtesy tram, uh, you know, basically a sea train or, you know, nice transportation system as a courtesy, and um, we would take that to the starting point of the Strip. It was very, very convenient. And uh, when we got out the first night to go watch the hockey game, I'd seen glimpses of the Strip, and it was busy. But, you know, we were focused. We were finding a viewing party for the Vegas Golden Knights playoff game, had some food, didn't really get to do some sightseeing. When we were purposely on the Strip, I wanted to take it all in. And now, if you've been to Vegas, that's saying something because Vegas is so, for a lack of a better term, stimulation-driven. Everything is meant to catch your eye. The, you guys, these, these guys have in Vegas 
and I saw them in California too when I when I went there with my family years and years ago. But they have billboard trucks. Their only job is to drive around these trucks with these huge, massive billboards on the back. They don't carry anything. They don't hold cargo. It's just advertising on four wheels. And they'll go literally in a train of, I think, five to seven billboard trucks in a row. And they'll just drive around. So that, that thing caught my notice right away. Um, Cirque de Soleil friggin' owns Vegas. I think they got four to five shows, and I don't remember all of them at all. There was Zumanity, which was like the adult version one. There was a lot of advertising for that one. Um, didn't didn't really pay attention, but you know, it, you know, they they publicized the crap out of that one. And then there was a, a few other Cirque du Soleil. I don't why why do I remember that one over everyone else? A because it was the adult oriented Cirque du Soleil and then also because it was on every billboard but Cirque du Soleil was was there for sure David Copperfield I thought he was dead I had no idea that he was still around because I know him as like he's an old school brilliant magician but his advertising was all over the place friggin' Chris Angel is still kicking around heck he's got a an occupancy in Vegas that's pretty cool but you notice the billboards first okay then you notice the digital signs, the digital media everywhere, because for where I am in Calgary, uh, we don't have that. We have billboards, you know, we got normal standard signs, but we don't really have too many like electronic media message signs. I hope I'm making sense here. They're They're big TVs, but they're not TVs. They've got pixels that are pretty far apart, but they get a message across. They are flipping everywhere in Vegas. They span building faces. They span like these this huge pillar, uh, I think it's called the Aria, has this big, huge LED sign that does images and commercials on it. Like everything is like a, a freaking living, breathing television, the buildings and everything. So that was crazy. You notice right away the first thing is the stimulation of advertisement because everything is a show, everything's a gig. Um, you know, everything's entertaining, right? Vegas. And so when you settle that and you just get used to it, it just eventually becomes background noise. This is how much stimulation your eyes are going to experience, okay? Um, after that, when you start walking, the smell, there's no smell, not really. Uh, but you do notice the amount of booze. Okay, now I, I, you know, I will say it. I enjoy the occasional brewski. I don't think there's a, anything wrong with saying that occasionally. Uh, talk to your parents, kids, if uh, you, you know... If you have questions about alcohol, I'm not the one to come to. But, you know, I, I, I enjoy the occasional brewski or, you know, the occasional drink with friends. It's a celebratory thing for me. Um, but the amount of alcohol in Vegas is almost laughable. It is it is part of the day-to-day. It is part of the culture there. You, It almost felt wrong for me to walk down the strip if I didn't have a beer in my hand or a drink in my hand. It was, it was almost comical. I You know, I, I'm used to Canada where... You know, the, the most seen drink, maybe you occasionally see the person drinking like a Pepsi or something in their hand walking around. But in Vegas, man, if you don't see a beer cozy or you don't see someone with a freaking martini glass, it's unusual. So you got everyone having a drink, having a good time, walking around in this living, breathing commercial, and it's crazy. Then what you then next see, um, yeah, I guess I guess we'll go into this. This, this is kind of where I was really interested to see what Vegas was all about. And remember what I said earlier about the Mandalay Bay, how it kind of felt like it looked posh, but then upon further inspection, it, it kind of looked a little grungy. That's Vegas on the Strip, is it looked really fun and really cool. You got your street performers, those were really cool. 
uh, there was this one guy that always had like blasting tunes and he would do like paintings in front of people and he would just make this really cool art but it almost felt like a DJ show with someone painting pictures it was so surreal but super duper cool uh, you know you got performers you got people doing magic tricks and stuff like that you got showgirls you got these these uh, these ladies walking around in these wonderful showgirl costumes with all the feathers meant to you know attract attention you can pay them 10 bucks and get a picture i did not oblige I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't feeling, you know, photogenic that day. Okay, so sue me. I'm sorry that I'm not that much fun. But the main gig you will be solicited for on the strip (laughs) are the strip clubs. It's like they go together. It's the strip and the strip clubs do go go together here in Vegas. It must be their moneymaker because friggin' every block and a half you have someone trying to hand you cards free cover, free limo to the strip club, uh, all the clubs, and you're just like, no, man, I just want to walk down the street. Like the first day, right, and this is kind of where this mostly is coming from. The first day, I'm like caught off guard by all this. I'm like, oh, no, 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 thanks, man. Thanks, I'm cool. I'm good. You know, uh, I just, I didn't want to go to the strip club, and I just want to walk around. It's my first night in Vegas. Like, so zoom me, calm down. And we're, we're walking around, and it's like they have them in stations. Whoever you are, you obviously got your strategy down pat because people are walking around with drinks, having a good time. But, like, dang, man, give me some breathing room. I don't, I don't want to hand out. I almost want to be like, I almost wish that they could check off a card or something where it would be like, do you want to go to a strip club? No. Push this button or get this portion of your card stamped off or something give me a freaking sash i don't care a hat that glow lights that says no thank you i don't know but i wish they did that because the other 19 people down the strip i'd like to inform them in advance of my intentions not to go to their club so don't ask me they do not have that but man they're everywhere and you know there's all these cards of uh, of ladies i'm trying to be as safe as possible okay it's it's hard but we were on the strip a lot. We we wanted to walk around, see the sights, the Bellagio, Caesar's Palace, Treasure Island, all that fun stuff. So I'm sorry, okay? But this was my main experience uh, with the strip. But it was just so interesting. Like, people were handing out, like, these these lady cards, you know, trying to encourage you to have a good time. And, ah, man, that got old really quick. Like, one of my coworkers walking down, at first I'm saying, no, thank you, no, thank you. And he just looked back and said, Russ, just stop saying thank you. You didn't ask. And you don't want it. So either you can just ignore them or say no. You don't have to thank them. And I'm like, oh, how perfectly Canadian of me. But, I mean, I don't think I expected more from Vegas. We, we walked around. We saw a lot of cool things. We, you know, the Eiffel Tower was, was really cool. The amount of life in Vegas is inspiring. I'm going to say that, okay? Because everyone is out to have a good time. I don't think I ran into anyone aggressive or, like, creepy-looking. Well, no, okay, correction there. They, they, There are many people that look creepy-looking. But no one was really hostile. No one was yelling. There weren't, like, any angry drunk people or anything like that, at least not that I saw. But everyone was just out there having a good time, and that part was so much fun about Vegas is that, you know, we, we were in the day-to-day at the expo learning, talking shop, learning about our industry, doing all business. But as soon as you left the threshold of those expo grounds – you felt like you were in a, a moving, living party, almost, I guess. I, I'm hoping I'm kind of describing the best picture for you. Um, and it was a lot of fun to be a part of that. Like, that was genuine. There were some people there on trips. You could tell that they were tourists. They were sightseeing. Um, we saw a lot of bachelor and bachelorette parties. 
Uh, they were having a good time. Part of them, well, actually, a lot of them were sloshed, but I mean, they, they were having a good time, but they were there to enjoy. You're not, you're, you know, you're typically not in Vegas to try to have a bad time, although that might find you if you make some pretty poor choices. But that's besides the fact. People come to Vegas to have a good time, and I think they really work hard at maintaining that spirit, that spirit, that spirit or experience. We could go with experience. That might work. You know, spirit, experience, right? They're really trying to maintain that spirit that, you know what, lay your, your worries and cares behind. You're in Vegas tonight. Have fun. And to some people, going to strip clubs is their jam. It's not my jam, but, you know, that's your jam. And But a lot of the people, though, in Vegas are trying to have a good time, and it, 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 that's kind of a fun part is, you know, it's not, it's not just day-to-day. -day. It's like, go have fun, man. You're out in the party. Walk around. Talk to some people. You could talk to anyone. They'd be mostly friendly. Um, maybe there wouldn't be some people that weren't friendly, but like most of the people, you could be like, isn't this great? Is this a lot of fun? They'd probably be like, yeah, man, this is so cool. And then off you go. A lot of smiles. A lot of smiles going on. So that, that part was really cool. So I hope I'm not diminishing Vegas's product. Some people are probably shaking their head and being like, dude, is that all you got out of it? Is a weird smoke smell inside the hotels and the amount of exposure your eyes got and then people, you know, asking if you want to go to a strip club? No, I'm just, the stuff off the top of my head, that was the stuff right in front of me. You know, the stuff that I noticed about Vegas is the weather was great. The, the scenery was beautiful. Um... You know, the atmosphere was almost indescribable. It's constant electricity in the air. There's never not something to do, and there's never not something going on in Vegas. That's a lot of double negatives, but you know what I'm talking about. Crazy. Crazy. I come from Calgary, which is a pretty white-collar city. Um, there is stuff going on, but it's not like this, man. We, we got stuff to do. It's not a constant party. We don't have a whole strip. For lack of a better term, there is none. There's a strip. You know, we don't have a strip dedicated in our city to having a good time 24-7. It is literally the city that never sleeps. I always thought that was just a movie saying it's not. It never sleeps. It never stops. You you know, you kind of thought it was a fun atmosphere from like 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. But, man, after 10 p.m., that city is alive. Heck, 8 p.m., that city just changes hats. It, it Something changes inside it where it's like Night Beast is coming out. You know, the put the gentleman away. It's time to party. Like, it's crazy. Vegas was crazy. But then by, like, night four, it had lost its magic on me. Okay, now, maybe there are a lot of things where you're like, well, Russ, like, that's, that's not quite fair. If you went to the same state fair four days in a row, it'd probably lose its magic on you. You're absolutely right. It would be. But again... In regards to that Mandalay Bay hotel thing, it, it it there was a lot of stuff there. I'm trying to word this properly because I think it's a fantastic place to go for entertainment, to to get away. But at the same time, don't let it totally engross you with distraction because there's a lot of stuff there that it, it tried to lure you in um, and, and say that this is this is going to satisfy, this is going to give you enjoyment, this is going to take your worries away. But you know for a fact it isn't. Do I have an, a specific example? Not really. Um, you know, but, you know, go have some alcohol and have fun out on the town. That's never a bad thing. Um, well, I shouldn't say never a bad thing. You know, in done in controlled, you know, scenarios, it's not a bad thing. Uh, but overall, it, it kind of just becomes redundant after a while. And Vegas is like, hey, look at me. You know, I'm going to be fun and crazy. It's like that crazy person that you invite to a party. 
And, you know, for the first 15 minutes to maybe an hour, they're the center of attention. You're so glad that they came because there's never a dull moment. But, man, if they stayed in your house for four or five hours after that, you're, you're probably getting old of the, you know, obnoxious yelling, the keg stands, and them breaking furniture inside your house. Like, it gets old. And that's kind of how I felt about Vegas. Maybe not a popular opinion. Maybe, maybe ton of, tons of people are like, I love Vegas. I could go there every single day, or I could go there every single year. I would love it. Make it a family thing. Sure, that's cool. All the power to you. I'm just giving you my opinion, my perspective. Maybe this is why I don't travel that much. Maybe I'm boring. Russ, maybe you are just not a guy that enjoys anywhere else but his boring surroundings where he is. Maybe. Maybe that's, that, maybe that's the case. You know, I was really stoked to go to Vegas, and I'm really glad I went. Um, those are experiences that you're not going to forget. That hockey viewing party was a lot of fun. Uh, the casinos themselves, notice I haven't talked about that. They kind of looked the same after a few days. I'm trying to remember details, but it was slots, craps, you know, blackjack tables, smoke. I mean, that's just that's it's a casino. It was a casino. Now, the, the buildings inside really cool every casino every hotel really worked hard to have its own look which like aesthetically wise they did aside from obviously that you can't have a casino without the casino machines i get that the vlts uh but you know that it was kind of cool uh we had a, a party one of the nights uh corporate party where we were invited it was kind of this pool party really really cool really beautiful all these palm trees you know that stuff was fun that stuff was really fun but again, it got old, where I'm like, this, there's got to be a balance to this, you know. In Vegas, you kind of just want, like, if you don't want to be on the Strip all the time, is there somewhere nearby you can still be entertained, but not, like, 125% of stimulation? Because I didn't find any. And it was, it, was, it was long, man. We walked a lot. I think on average we walked around 20 kilometers a day. Oh, so much walking. It's not a bad thing. Exercise is great. But, yeah, that was just my perspective on Vegas. Uh, it, it, it definitely was something that I won't forget, but it was also something where I'm like, I'm good. Again, if this, like, really turns you off and you're like, man, I don't think I can listen to the Russ Rants podcast anymore. He's knocking Vegas. I'm not knocking Vegas. Just probably didn't take advantage of all of its wares to the extent that some people do, and that's why it, it holds such a deep and endearing place in their hearts. I didn't really attach like that. I was a sightseer. I would go to shows. I would say that. If I could go back, we, we just didn't have time. It, would just, it wasn't one of those things that was on our to-do list, and it was a corporate trip. If I took my wife there, I'd probably make sure I go to shows. Um, go, maybe, I would probably go out of the strip, though. Uh, my good buddy, um, I won't say good buddy, but I'd like to think we like each other, Justin. Uh, but uh, Justin Rivas, I asked him, he and his... Uh, his friend and business partner, Greg, uh, run the Justin and Greg show on Facebook Live. Fantastic dudes. I will give a quick shout-out to them. Check them out every Tuesday night, I believe at 7 p.m. Are they Central Time? They might hate me. Maybe it's 8 p.m. Central Time. But Justin and Greg, you can look it up. It's fantastic. They are fantastic guys. But they're partially famous and famously known for adopting the, the Saskatchewan Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, they live in Regina, and they kind of made that a thing. And so they've obviously been to Vegas a few times. They they hold a special place in the hearts of uh, people of Vegas who love the Golden Knights. And I, I I texted him. I just said, hey, like, if I'm over the Strip, where would you go? And he gave me, you know, this, this really cool outdoor mall, uh, this really cool area away from the Strip. 
where you can breathe and, and have a really good time. He says that, those are some of the best places in Vegas is actually away from the Strip. So I would do that. You know, We didn't have that luxury because we didn't have a car, and this wasn't a vacation. It was a business trip, but I wanted to give you my first thoughts on Vegas. thought that was interesting, but it was, it was kind of sad in some parts where the glitz and the glam looked really fantastic from afar, but as you got closer, you, you kind of thought to yourself, you know, this isn't as fancy as I thought it was at first, and I'm probably good to not see it again. It's it's okay, you know, and that, that might be Vegas. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I was going this one today, guys. I, I'm To be honest with you, it, it, a lot of stuff going on in the background, but uh, had a good time. Had a good time overall, and, you know, I would like to ponder on that further. But let me know your thoughts. If you've been to Vegas, tell me stuff. I mean, here's the cool thing. Justin and Greg are actually proposing, like, some people from Vegas to come to Regina, do a tour, go see, like, a CFL football game, and do some really cool stuff. So, I'm, I, like I said, ain't knocking Vegas, ain't knocking the strip. There were just some first-time experiences. I'm a rookie. I'm a Vegas rookie. Happy to be, you know, set right saying, man, that's only, that's only 8% of total Vegas. You've got to do this. You've got to do this. Then you can critique or, or talk about your Vegas experience. Sure, no problem. I'm open. You want to pay for me to go back to Vegas? I will do it. No problem. Um, you know, but tell me your guys' experiences. You know, was there anywhere that you guys have gone? Traveling doesn't just have to be Vegas, but was there anywhere that you went that you were like, oh, man, I thought I thought this would be different. Huh. I was wrong. Well, I'm done. You know, like, that. let me know. And are there some really cool uh, places that you want you would want to go see again in Vegas? Or are there some places where you'd want to avoid, like, the plague? Did you have any really good experiences in Vegas, any really bad experiences? I, I didn't have a lot to go off on this week. Uh, like I said, I'm pretty brain dead. But wanted to talk to you guys, wanted to get it out there. So, yeah, that's my rant. That's my ramble. You know, it's not a popular one. But, hey, love you guys very much. Uh, catch you on the next podcast episode. I look forward to having some guests here. Man, do I say that every time? It's kind of sad, isn't it? I swear some people are saying they want to get on the show, but it just takes time. So, anywho, be nice to one another. Hope you guys have a great week. We will talk to you again. See you later. Bye-bye. Thank you so very much for joining me on this latest episode. You can find me on every major podcast platform out there, like Apple, Google, and Spotify Podcasts. You also can hit the subscribe button to support. Find me on Twitter at R-U-S-S-R-A-N-T-Z number one, or on Instagram at just simply Russ Rants. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next time.